Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Seventh Man Podcast. I'm Will Beverina. I run Dimer2K.com and write about the NBA 2K League. I am Josiah Cohen, and I I guess I write for Dimer2K.com, covering the NBA 2K League, also a little bit for TSN.ca. We're back for episode 15. You can check out all of our previous episodes on our YouTube channel. Just search for the Seventh Man Podcast. And we have the past few episodes on iTunes and Podbean as well. As always, we want to thank everyone who has listened to any of the episodes so far. The support is always appreciated. So we're doing something a bit different today. Uh, usually Josiah and I come on here and we, we just kind of ramble for a good 45 minutes about the league and, and whatever has recently happened. But today we have a seventh man podcast first, a special guest. And we are pleased to introduce Eli Wade, co-founder of 2K Analytics. How are you doing, Eli? Good, man. Uh, thanks for having me on. I've uh, listened to all your shows. You know, big, obviously big fan of the 2K League, so getting on this podcast was something I really wanted to do. Yeah, uh, thanks for coming on. Um, 2K Analytics is, as you can imagine, an analytics and scouting company founded by Eli and two others, Connor and Max, who, just by the way, was recently hired as team manager for oh, T-Wolves yeah. Gaming. They've been providing the community with the best stats you can find for the 2K League. Josiah and I use their numbers all the time in our articles. Uh, their site is better than the league's own website, if you're looking this for stats. Yeah. So true. Oh my goodness, it's so true. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's 2KAnalytics.com. Uh, I had the pleasure of meeting the 2KA guys at the 2K League Finals, and they are all great dudes. So today we're going to be talking a bit about them their websites, and we're even going to get an inside look from Eli here at what an NBA 2K League war room is like. Uh, so without any further lengthy intros, Eli, we kind of want to know the background of 2KA. So how did you and Connor and Max know each other? So we actually grew, we've all known each other since uh, middle school, and then Connor and I roomed together in college. So, you know, we've all been like best friends since, you know, sixth, seventh grade, and Connor and I, like, we all played, like, NBA 2K growing up, but Connor and I really started, like, you know, trying to play competitively in, like, 2K16. And so this kind of whole thing just kind of started back then, competitive 2K, before the league was even announced. And I think what happened was I was, like, just scrolling on Twitter, and Island Gang was like, hey, we're looking for two people to run tonight. So Connor and I joined them, played for a little bit, and we just became, like, instantly addicted to, like, competitive 2K. So that's kind of how we got into the competitive side. But then when the league was announced, you know, we were like, okay, we're obviously not good enough to be players. How can we, you know, get in on this? So we we knew that, like, in terms of, like, box scores, the 2K itself didn't have great stats. And we figured that that's the stats that they were going to be using for the league. So what we did was, like, okay, well, if we, you know, hand track some other stats, we can drill it down to possession data you know, and bring meaningful insights to the league. And hopefully the league won't be doing that themselves. You know, we kind of lucked out and they didn't do that. And, you know, we started it just kind of as a side project, but now we're taking it pretty seriously. To start an analytics company, I'm assuming you have to have a background in stats and math and things like that. Is that what you all studied? Um, yeah, so I studied marketing analytics at school. So kind of like business analytics, you know, boring stuff in that and max was like a finance major and Connor didn't really or connor didn't really study um 
analytics at school, but you know, I brought them on and we've all kind of like found our role within everything we're doing. So it's worked out great. Yeah. So, so who's like, who's the stats guy? Who's like the guy who's like really good at math. I would say that I guess I'm the self-proclaimed math guy. Um, I, you know, handled, you know, our, um, system that we had for season one wasn't too complicated. It was actually mostly just like hand entering in like box scores into a database. And then it was just basically all just summed together or averaged out. But, uh, during the off season, we've been kind of working on other stuff, um, to get it more automated almost. So that has been the big project of the off season and why we haven't been very active on Twitter. We've been, and our site is currently going through some upgrades. So, um, I know I gave Josiah the whole offline database for use, but yeah. Yeah, there, there's a giant countdown on your website right now. Uh, can you tell us anything about what, what that's about, what we can expect? We, um, we've been working like behind the scenes on some uh, projects that we're not ready to announce yet just because we don't know if they're actually going to be able to. We're not, we don't know if we're going to be able to do what we want to do yet, so we don't really want to announce anything. But if everything goes to plan, there's going to be... Um, we're hoping that there's going to be just like major improvements in terms of like stat breakdowns and everything for the website, for the league, because I mean, like you said in the intro, I know that we noticed that like on the league side, it's, it's tough to navigate yeah. to everything on the site and the stats. So, you know, we want to kind of be the, the hub for everything in that regards for the league. Yeah, not only that, the, the league stats on the website aren't accurate. Yep which seems to be like the number one thing you would want to do if you're gathering stats, but I'm not the stats guy, I guess. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know their exact process. I think they um, actually have people enter it in after the games because we've noticed like a couple of times, like I've gone back and it, you know, just check box scores and like, you know, like the field goals made doesn't equal their points made or like everything doesn't add up. Right. So I think yeah. that some people might just either, you know, either fat finger some numbers in. And I know that we've actually, I can't remember what team it was. I think it was the Bucks. They, one of their games like lagged out during the game or like glitched out. So they had to restart the game and um, they sent us like a box score mid game. And they're like, Hey, here are the stats. Can you hand track the rest of the game? So we went back and like hand tracked assists and all that stuff, which like, you know, a half of basketball, like hand tracking assists and everything It took like, an hour and a half afterwards. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of teams contacting you, has there been any interest in the past from teams, uh, trying to bring you guys on as, you know, doing some sort of advanced analytics or anything like that? Not, we didn't really get a lot of stuff during the season. After the season, we got a couple, um, of things from teams that were like, Hey, like we, they wanted to like use like the database, like for um, retaining their players or evaluating how they wanted to retain their players. And we kind of held out on basically just giving it out. We kind of wanted to use it as leverage almost to get in with a team and actually, you know, help them. So th yeah, there were, there was some interest, but we ended up not giving it out to anybody except for we used it with the wolves. Right. So the Wolves actually used you guys, used your services for the expansion draft back in September. Uh, when did you get that call from them? 
so it, it was actually kind of like a funny story how we got into contact with them. Um, I think we went to two tournaments during the season. We went to the ticket or the turn. I can't remember. Um, and then we went to the finals. Obviously saw the Dimer guys, Will. Great conversations. <laughs> so the week of the finals, those four teams were announced. And the Wolves were one of them. And we're like, oh, my God. What if they're out in New York? Like, that'd be crazy. So we we get off the plane and we're going to the studio and like I don't know how we found it, but I think I think I was ended up scrolling through like Brendan Donahue's likes and I found that one of like the Timberwolves like sales reps like was like just landed in New York City and I was like oh my god they're gonna be at the studio <laughs> and so we ended up sitting down and we you know we're kind of like just looking around and these like three Timberwolves employees one of them had a Wolves polo on which yeah. was obviously an easy spot. They sat right behind us and we all just kind of like looked at each other and we were kind of nervous. And then Jeff Eisenband came up and like, was like, Oh my God, love your stuff. Took a picture with us. And we, you know, we were like, okay, we, we have to turn around now. So Max doing, you know, Max comes from a sales background. So he comes, he turns around, he goes, uh, Hey guys, like, are you from the Timberwolves? And they're like, yep. And you know, we all introduce ourselves. Like they were asking us like during the game about like the 2k league, you know, because they were still, they were like, you know, signed their contract in, but I still think that they were a little, you know, they've never been to the studio or anything. That's a new space. And so we just kind of kept in contact with them back in Minneapolis. And then we were just like, hey, if you guys need our help, we have all this stuff. We'd love to help you. And then from there, you know, we worked with them from basically September to, well, until Max got his job. Yeah. So you, you all, all three of you are from Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. Born and raised. That's right. Yeah. So they're, they're the hometown team. And was it a little more, obviously it's nice to work for any team in the league. Was it a little more special to work for your favorite NBA team? Yeah. And those, the, the people at the Wolves were, they were just awesome. They were so nice. And like, they like weren't, you know, um, like stuck in their ways they were really open to like new ideas you know with like even with like how we got the hood trade like they were really open to like letting us almost drive the conversation and help um us like teach them about the league but yeah you know helping our hometown team from the wolves it was like a dream come true now you you weren't the only people in that (laughs) war room during the expansion draft there were a couple other people in there weren't there yeah there was the um, like the chief strategy officer, the project manager, us three from 2K Analytics, um, they ha- they brought on their own like stat guy, so he yeah. had a ton of stats like just bouncing stuff. And then they had, um, I, think, I don't know if I said it, the like vice president of technology. So I think there was like six or seven of us in there. Yeah. So like, were were there any like intense conversations or like discussions about? what you guys want to do or like arguments over any of the decisions that were made? Yeah. I mean, we had, um, one, we all brought on, you know, our own, like everyone kind of made their own big board. Oh, that's right. There was uh, one other person, like a local a media, like a local radio show guy came on and he yeah. followed the 2k league, but yeah. um, he was there as well, but we all kind of made our big boards. And then we kind of like hash it out and we actually, we, <laughs> this was kind of funny, but we made like basically like a presentation of like 
the top our like top 12 15 players and like pros and cons of everyone and then we kind of use that to like generate a list of about all right we know this guy's probably going to go here so we narrowed it down to like top our five guys that we knew that were going to be on the board in each pick so you you took a very methodical approach to this then it sounds like yeah i mean we i mean we wrote pros and cons for each of like the top 12 players um in probably you know it was like four like you know three sentence bullets on each point and then from there yeah narrowed it down like based on like stats um what we saw like personality wise just like from what we heard from you know people around the league just kind of everything tried to like keep it you know not just stats focused but like good teammate because the wolves really wanted to bring on someone you know good chemistry good teammates willing to you know do something for the team right so like did did the three of you each come up with your own thing or did you like kind of pull your stuff together into one big board the three of us came up with our own but they were they were fairly similar and then on the ones like we disagreed upon like it ended up not mattering because like we were like okay like you know one of the players we were had big arguments about was like nate call and we're like okay we know nate's gonna go too so it doesn't even matter right so and then what did you do did you like kind of present your stuff like it was a sales pitch to the people in the room about why they should be drafted um a little bit the the two guys that came in the one who was working for the wolves he followed the league pretty well so he kind of knew a lot about the players and um the aaron groshung who works at dash radio he was familiar with the league so we kind of all it wasn't really much of a sales pitch we were able all to kind of like you know, just tell our opinions and, you know, generate a list. Yeah. So who who came up with the idea? Now, you guys, of course, made the big uh, mid-draft trade. You yep. selected Larry and mm-hmm. traded him to Cleveland for Hood. Who came up with that idea? I believe that was initiated from the have side i think so what happened that day was max got to the office first and then connor and i showed up and they're like there's a trade on the table like hood for the third pick they're like should we do it and we're like uh yes you definitely should do that because hood is like one of the most efficient scorers in the league like he was probably one of the best players last year so i think i don't know exactly the origins of like if it was wolves initiated if it was Cavs initiated but um, we definitely told them to take that opportunity. So, like, how, how soon did you get into the office before the draft even started? So I think the draft was at 4 Central or 5 Eastern, and I think we were there two hours before. Okay, so this was kind of set in motion uh, before anything happened. You weren't, like, frantically scrambling, like, nope. on the phone with Cleveland or anything. Nope, it was, I know the the guy who was actually making the picks, um, he was, like, on the phone with the Cavs. Like, so it was all set in stone by, like, an hour before that we were going to trade the, or they were going to trade the third pick for Hood. And were they, they were, I, I'm assuming the Cavs knew that uh, Nate and Shot, Shots would go first yep. and second. So they, they had Larry, uh, they wanted Larry from the very beginning. Yep, they gave us a, a list of five people, or like their top three people, uh, just in case. But I, yeah, I think Larry was number one. Wow. Okay. 
So your your next pick in that draft was Feast at six in the expansion draft, uh, yeah. which is, um, I mean, you, you had to assume that you got your score now in Hood. Pairing him up with a lockdown defender like Feast was probably a good move. Was that the thought process? Yeah, we we really wanted to pair like Hood with like someone who can just you know you know the word is thrown out all around the two K community, but was truly versatile. Yeah, um, he really showed that he could play basically any position. And I think going back, you know, now I would personally say that of the like retained player pool, that Feast probably could have been the number one pick just the way he's been playing this year right and just like during the season like he did so much you know he always played defense on the the slashing shot creator the shot creating slasher and small forward he you know moved around from you know two three four and just like he was like one of those players that his stats really didn't pop out but he played every position so well and just kind of gelled with the team and they were like one of the best teams on paper in terms of like net rating so he was like a guy that we knew we wanted yeah so when it came to the sixth pick and he was still on the board was it an easy decision then yeah i think feast ended up being number like four on our or number three on our overall board so he he was like by far and i think through some leaks from a 2k league source that we knew that uh, the lakers were going to pick uh vert and control Feast Feast was the best value pick of the expansion draft. Yeah, I thought, yeah. So what what was the backup plan if, if Feast was taken? Uh, the backup plan, we, to be honest, we didn't really have a backup plan. It <laughs> was, I mean, we had like our list of guys, but we we're like, okay, we're like 99.9% sure Feast is going to be there. So we took him. But I think um, if not, we would have probably gone with, um, you know, we had, you know, a lot of the centers, but we kind of like discounted the centers a little bit just because like of the mashing last year and like coming into 2K19, like right. how was that going to affect? And this was, I guess this was another point is that, you know, this was like really early on in the game. It was like the game was out for, I don't know, three weeks or four weeks or something. So it was like, we didn't really know how the game was going to play. And it was like, okay, well, centers are bad in this game or inside scoring is bad. And last year in the league, you could just dunk over everybody. So it's, we kind of discounted centers a little bit. Um, but, you know, go, who we were going to take, it was, you know, we were, that would probably, we would have maybe been scrambling a little bit. Yeah. You, I, different meta, obviously, because you mentioned the mashing and in, in 2K19, it's not like that at all. The, the paint scoring isn't near what it was. And I, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, but, I want to. I want to say the Wolves were the only team to not draft like a, a pure center. Um, correct me on that if I'm wrong. But yeah, I think yeah, I think that's well. I mean, Shockey can. I guess Shockey played center. He played like four or five games. So depends, yes. depends on Moody. Depends how you categorize Moody. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. True. But uh, was was that a strategy then going into this? Like you were gonna try to stay away from those centers. I wouldn't say it was a strategy or just something like we're going to try to maybe avoid like players who just played center last year. You know, there's nothing like against them. Like obviously like, you know, Vert, Moody, Arsenal, Shockey, they're all, they all performed really well in the league. 
I guess Spurt wasn't taken in the expansion draft, but Moody, um, Shockey, and Arsenal, they all played really well, but it was just, like, something that was, like, we were a little nervous. Like, we didn't want to just have someone, like, plugged in at center, you know, using that high-value pick on a position that we don't know as, how it's going to be that effective in the league this year. Yeah, I mean, that sounds pretty fair. Now, uh, uh, we mentioned it before in the intro that Max was recently brought onto the T-Wolves as uh, as the team manager. Um, yeah. What was that like, seeing a guy you've known for so long and who you've been doing all this with the side and everything uh, get his opportunity with with the local team? I mean, it was... It was awesome, like, seeing that. Like, when they put that job posting on, I was like, Max, like, you you need to do this. Like, we've been here from the start. You're the local guy. You, like, you are perfect for this role. And he was, like, kind of, you know, nervous about it. Like, you know, you know, switching career paths, going into, you know, kind of this untamed waters or, you know, unknown future. But right, he, you know, just seeing him, like, you know, go through, like, the multiple rounds of like interviews and just kind of the relationship that he's formed with the wolves. It's been awesome. And I know that he's, he's going to kill it. Yeah. So what, what's the plan for, for you and Connor now? Are you just going to kind of go with the site, see where it takes you, or are you going to kind of try to actively put yourselves out there and make yourselves available for, for uh 2k league roles? Um, I think so. This is, you know, something we're kind of playing by ear right now. I know, um, you know, I really like what we're doing with the site and the future of the site. So I think like no matter what, I'm going to try to stay kind of on the site side. I know, um, you know, I don't want to speak for Connor, but I think that he, you know, he's really interested in like the 2K League side of things, you know, um, you know, breaking down film, using stats and, you know, um, like for coaching and game planning. So I know that he would make like a really good coach in the league. Um, so I think that he's probably going to try to do something like that eventually, you know, but right now we brought, we actually, you know, with Max left, we brought someone else on as kind of like our, you know, not really like involved in like 2k, but more of like, on like the web development side of things and the, you know, database side of things. So, you know, we're really going after the stats this year. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, there's, uh, there's there's not much room right now in the league for people devoted entirely to stats or anything like that. But do you think that sometime in the future there could be more openings for for things like that? I mean, we'll we'll see. I think that right now it's going to be like if you're looking to just get on a team as like a stat analyst or like a game film analyst, like it's going to be hard because teams like th- their budgets just aren't you know, that big and their budgets are probably, um, you know, locked in at the beginning of the year. So it's like, they don't have a lot of wiggle room to, yeah. you know, break budgets. So it's like, if you want to get into that space, you kind of have to, you know, go in and, you know, really, you know, make yourself known and present. And I would say that, you know, you have to really do something different and unique and try to bring something to the community that can, you know, start discussions. Yeah. Now, that could change because I remember at the finals when there was that giant media scrum. Yep. Uh, I, I believe it was with Donahue in the middle of it. Uh, you were asking, I think it was Max actually, who was asking some very like technical questions about like the 
the data within the game and like API data or yep. something like that. So like what what could you do? What's like the full potential of what 2K analytics could do if you had like access to every bit of data that like an NBA team has? Could you be like I mean, doing this the same stuff that they're doing, like like tracking player positions on the floor and things like that? I think that if we had like the full like game API breakdown, which would basically take a ton of workload off of us, like obviously hand tracking everything, we would be able to probably create um, I don't know like a synergy sports type system where it's like play tracking and like you know isolation versus spot ups versus post ups like you know, points per possession like that, which would really, you know, I think would help the game and hopefully like make people make teams like better at the game or just kind of further the game along. Plays? What plays? Well, yeah, yeah, I guess that's true. But uh, sorry, uh, dribbling left and right and stiff arms. So like you you could basically track almost anything. If where where does that start? Does it have to do with 2k actually making that kind of data available um i'd say like obviously that would be like a huge a huge like thing for for us and everyone but i i think that you know what we have planned tentatively for this year i think that we you know we will see like a, on our side like a big step in like stats gathered and like how we're going to present the information because you know truthfully last year we just kind of had like data tables on this you know static website page like it wasn't you know the the information i thought was good but like the presentation was not that great so we're really trying to up that we're just more digestible for everyone and hopefully get more people you know involved excited about like stats and insights in the league yeah so you guys did like basic stats i want to say you also did stuff that was like pace adjusted maybe um what, what was what what else were you guys doing with the stats so we had pace um and then we also had like we got drilled it down to points per possession which was just off of like um a basic nba formula through um you needed offensive rebounds through it so we would track offensive rebounds to drill it down to possessions per game which then got us down to you know points per possession or possessions and defensive points per possession and all that just you know we wanted to see you know basically just pace adjusted stats yeah so do you have any plans to do a bit more with that or or expand what you're going to be able to offer yeah i think that we're going to try we're you know that's going to be like our baseline and then i think we're going to try to you know get into like maybe archetype insights you know see if you know, there was a little bit of that last year, but, you know, towards the end, like, everyone was just playing the same thing, basically. Yeah. See if there's anything with that. Um, I think that we're going to maybe try. We did have shot charts, like, I, I on the back end that we never released just because I didn't really like the way it was because, I, you know, I couldn't get exact X, Y coordinates, but I would bucket shots. So I had, like, 5,000 shots tracked by hand, and it was wow. just, like, at a, le- at a league level. It wasn't by team or anything. Okay. So, you know, team shot tracking, you know, player shot tracking is something that we are looking into and seeing if we can maybe do that this year. So it's going to be a bit harder, though, now that Max is gone. So are, are you going <laughs> to... I mean, yeah. I, I don't want to... <laughs> are you guys going to bring more people on to try and help you with that kind of 
you know, by hand tracking? Um, yeah, I mean, we're like always open to like bringing more people on if it's uh, more of like, you know, we're going to bring someone on if they can add like value. We don't, we don't want just to have someone like come on and just do like one thing. And obviously like with a site like this right now, we're obviously not making much or any money at all. So it's like, we don't really have the budget either to pay someone to do this. So it's, it might be a, it might be a long summer, but we're excited. We know the feeling. <laughs> Trust us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we know the feeling. There's, yeah. there's, there's not much money to be made in the, in, in the league right now. Um, the sad truth. <laughs> Josiah, did you have any questions? No, you know what? <clears throat> I think actually, you know what? I do have more questions because I'm very curious in terms of the exact workings of of the war room um i mean we all knew that i mean we all thought we knew at least um and we were proved right that shots and nate would go one and two um but what if what if nate or shots even had fallen to three i mean you, you mentioned that you had the trade pretty much set um but you know what what would have been your mindset at that moment um, and would would that have put the trade in, in doubt, or do you still think Hood would, was the right move, even at the cost of uh, Nate and Shots? I think that no matter what, you know, from at least personal opinions of everything, um, that that the the Hood trade still would have gone through. I think that everyone was pretty set on that happening for the third pick. That's fair. The Hood is certainly a. Uh, uh, a remarkable score. Yes. It, I, I have so many questions that I know you can't answer, um, but not because you're incapable of it, but because of you know NDAs and whatnot. But are, are you going to get a chance at least to you know maybe see the opening of the facility that you know the Timberwolves are promising, which which looks amazing from the renderings. Um, is there, you know, with Max on board, you know, what, what are the odds yet that you're able to have, you know, a heightened level of involvement with the Timberwolves during the season or as the offseason progresses? Well, as someone who cannot break their NDA, I cannot speak on the facility, but I know that it is, you know, the plans of it. I think everyone, I've seen the blue, I haven't actually seen like the actual, like, in-house blueprints just of like what's been on your guys's website and like max won't even you know obviously max can't say anything to us or anything just because it's all confidential um but it's i'm hoping that it'll be amazing i think the i think i'm assuming that max's like office will be in there so hopefully he can like sneak me in after hours or something where i can get a tour <laughs> yeah absolutely that's great yeah uh anything else josiah that's it for me. All right. Well, um, I don't know. Anything else you want to talk about, Eli? Nothing. No, I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll wrap it up then. Uh, Eli, why, why don't you remind everyone, uh, where can they find you? Um, where can they find uh, all of your, your contents and analytics stuff and whatnot? Yeah, if you go to www.2kanalytics.com, you will see a big countdown timer as of now. But 
in about a month or so, you will see, you know, full NBA 2K League stats. You can keep up with that during the season. And you can follow me on Twitter uh, at Eli W2KA. Shameless plug for everyone else at Connor A2KA and at Max Minsker, who is now the business manager of Timberwolves Gaming. Yeah, good for him. Uh, yeah. Josiah, where can they find you? Mostly on www.dimer2k.com. Also on Twitter at Josiah Cohen13. Yep. And I'm Will Beverina. You can find me on Twitter at Will Beverina. And uh, follow Dimer2k. Actually, just, just, just Dimer. Just follow Dimer at <laughs> Dimer2k. And then uh, Dimer2k.com. Uh, anything you need to know about the league, any of the most breaking and latest news you can find on the website. Literally um, anything. anything. Come to us first. <laughs> Come to us. No, no one, right. no one gets it faster than us. Uh, want to thank Eli for, for coming on the podcast with us. It was a lot of fun. Uh, great insights into what goes down into an NBA 2K league war room. Um, so I, I was very excited to hear about all that. Yeah. And thank you guys for having me. I told Max I was coming on and he said he wants to uh, get on as well. So oh, great. Hopefully you guys can set that up. Absolutely. We'd love that. Um, so thanks again for listening, everybody. Support is always appreciated and we will see you next time.